Hey everyone, uh, it's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Debbie, my wife, is helping me deliver this message today from our living room, because we thought that would be a fitting place to have a Mother's Day message. And Deb, it's good to talk about Mother's Day, isn't it? It is. I'm just happy to talk about something besides COVID-19. It's, it's nice to do something a little bit more normal. A little bit more normal. <laughs> And today you're in for a real treat because we are looking at a passage of scripture about an exceptional mom that you may never have heard of before. Her name was Jochebed. And uh, we're introduced to her in the second chapter of Exodus because she is the mother of Moses. You know, the Moses, the guy who got the Ten Commandments given to him by God on top of Mount Sinai, the one who held out his staff and parted the Red Sea. That Moses. Well, this is a story about his mom. Her name was Jochebed. And Debbie, this was fascinating, wasn't it, when we studied this? Uh, she's my new hero. I'm so excited about talking about her. We could all learn something um, from Jochebed, not just mothers, but she is an extraordinary mother. Yeah, and a great role model for us all. So these are some life lessons from the woman who helped shape Moses. And so today, we're gonna have, I'm going to have a word of prayer for us, and then we're going to jump right in. Great. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Mother's Day. I thank you, Lord, we can have a little bit of normalcy here this year. And God, I just pray that today you will speak and move me out of the way, move Debbie out of the way, as we look at a passage of Scripture that tells us about a wonderful woman many of us are, un are unfamiliar with. And so, Lord, bless our time together. Give us some life applications we can really use. We pray these things in the wonderful name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to talk about five different characteristics of Jochebed uh, that apply to all of us because uh, she was such a great mo role model. First of all, the thing you need to know is that Jochebed was courageous. What was going on in her time, uh, she was a Jewish woman, and the Jewish people, the Israelites, were in slavery in Egypt. Uh, they'd been that way for hundreds of years, and the king of Egypt was known as the Pharaoh, and the Pharaoh was alarmed that the Israelites uh, had a really high birth rate and they were multiplying really quickly. And he was afraid that one day uh, they could become a threat to his power. And so he had sent out an edict to kind of control their population. Here's what happened. This is the end of Exodus 1 going into the beginning of Exodus chapter 2. Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to all his people, throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. And about this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi, Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. And so when we talk about Moses, that's what they're talking about. He's the special baby, but his mom was the one who hid him for three months. She'd been ordered by the king to pitch him into the Nile River, and she was not going to do that to her baby boy. I mean, that's courage, isn't it? I can't imagine being that brave because she's basically going up, not just even a king. The Pharaoh was the king, but they consider Pharaoh a god. Mm. And so for her to say, I don't care what this guy says, I'm going to hide my baby. I'm going to keep him. And um, I, I mean, I can't imagine. I'd have been terrified. Right. But it's something also, you know, as we talk about this on Mother's Day, being a mom, it always requires courage, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it does. It did for me, and I'm assuming everybody <laughs> else. You don't know what you're doing. And so from the very beginning, there's just this element of fear. Just, yeah. what in the world? I have this person, and I'm supposed to, 
impact their life and, and train them and, and teach them everything they're supposed to know. It's terrifying. And so, and, and for us, uh, we had another element of fear um, because I had so much trouble with our pregnancies. I was in bed for months. Mm. Uh, we actually um, had a little girl who didn't make it. So that was a whole nother level of fear for us as we looked at pregnancies. Um, and then as they grow older, honestly, everything they do that you've never experienced before, you could obsess over it and become fearful. I mean, driving out of the driveway when they're 16 and they've never driven alone is terrifying. Yeah, you didn't do that well with that. No, I, I that was not one of my finer moments as a mother. But, you know, every single thing that we encountered that was new had an element of fear to it. And so the only way you get through that is if God gives you courage. Yeah, and that really is a life application for all of us here because uh, the Bible tells us that God will give us the courage we need to do the hard things that He calls us to do. I mean, if He gives us children as parents, He'll give us the courage we need at the right time. If He calls us to a career, if He calls us to lead a small group, He calls us to be part of a missions trip, whatever it might be, when He calls us to do it, He'll give us the courage to get it done. Listen to Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Listen to this. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I mean, that's the way God is. He strengthens us and He holds us up. When we're afraid, He gives us courage. And Debbie, you also put in a verse from Psalm 34. You love this verse. I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. There's a direct correlation there between praying and peace, being free from your fears and receiving the courage that you need is a result of our prayer. So you just go to God when you're afraid. Yeah, our oldest son Cameron, after he was born, he was born prematurely, was in the hospital for 10 weeks and we would go in and we even looked at some of these exact scriptures. We'd pray because we'd go to the hospital and sometimes we were so worried and afraid and we said, God, you've got to give us courage. So whether it's courage as a parent or Courage to go confront somebody at work or courage to go speak to a, someone and offer an apology. Um, whatever it takes, if God's calling us to do us to do that, then he'll give us the courage we need to get it done. Yes. So Jochebed was such a person. She was a woman of courage. But secondly, Jochebed was also somebody who put the needs of her son first. She'd been hiding baby Moses for three months, and apparently uh, Moses uh, was just getting a little bit loud. And so what happened was, is when she could no longer hide him, this is a little more from Exodus 2, she got a basket and she made a papyrus and she waterproofed it with tar and pitch. And she put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. Now the baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. And soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the river bank. And when the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her and when the princess opened it, she saw the baby, and the little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. Now, I want you to understand what's happening here. Um, Jochebed has come to the place where she realizes, hey, I can't keep this baby anymore. He's a Hebrew baby. If somebody finds him, they're going to throw him in the, into the Nile. He's going to die. I have one chance. The only way I can save my son is if I give him up. And the only way I can figure out to do that is to get him in front of the princess whom she probably knew was coming down to the Nile to bathe at a certain time every day. 
And Debbie, that's an incredible sacrifice. It's an incredible sacrifice, and it required her to be very brave. Um, one thing I want to point out, though, in that first scripture oh, yes. that you read um, in, the, in Exodus 1, where it says she saw that he was a special baby, talking about Jochebed, when she first saw him as a baby, it says several times in scripture that he was special. And we, we had a lot of fun looking that up and finding out that basically scripture refers to him as just a beautiful, gorgeous baby. Yeah, in Acts 7, it says that he was a very beautiful child. And in Hebrews 11, it says that he was an exceptionally beautiful child. So apparently, Moses was a pretty baby. Well, I think every mother thinks their child is beautiful, but not everybody would agree with them on that. Yeah, we have but, a grandson, and I think he's beautiful. Uh, he is beautiful, but Moses was apparently extraordinarily beautiful. And I think that's one of the reasons that the princess... Uh, saw him, and I think she took one look at him and said, oh my gosh, and she just fell in love with him and said, I got to have this child. He looks like a prince. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, in this basket, and it says so interestingly, interestingly here that the little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. I mean, this is exactly what Moses' mom, Jochebed, was hoping for, because the princess could have taken the baby and thrown him into the river and, he, and drowned him. And it would have been completely legal to do so. But Moses' mom was risking all this and she was going, the only chance I have to save you is to put you in this basket. I may never see you again, but I've got to try because I love you. I mean, you talk about that, Deb. I mean, that is sacrifice. It is a huge sacrifice. And I think um, as a mother, the definition of motherhood to me is sacrifice because from the beginning, that's what you do. You give up your time, you give up your sleep, you give up your finances. I think I gave a little bit of my brain. I mean, you just are constantly giving to take care of this little person. And Jochebed did that. She, she knew she loved this child. She knew that God had given her this child and the only way that she thought she and the only way that she could save him was to, was give him to up. take this risk and, and give to give him up. Yeah. And the life application for all of us here, and not just for moms, but all of us, is that we need to think of others more importantly than ourselves. Uh, there are so many scriptures that talk about this. Let me give you three. 1 Corinthians 10, 24 says, Nobody should seek his own good, but the good of others. Then in Philippians 2, 4, Paul also adds, and don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. And finally, in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, Love is patient and love is kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. And love does not demand its own way. And I guess that's the secret behind all this, Debbie, is that if I'm going to put others first, I need to love them. I mean, that's, it's not hard to sacrifice for, your, for our sons because you love them. Yeah, it comes natural. I remember when I was pregnant, well, with each of our boys, because I had so many problems with pregnancy, I had to stay in bed for months mm. at a time. And to get up and to do things for myself would put the child at risk. And so I never did. I just stayed in bed. And it was a huge sacrifice um, personally. But at the same time, it was so easy for me because I just thought, well, of course I'll do that. 
It also required courage because when Graham, when you were in bed with Graham, I had to dress the boys for school every day. That's true. And that was <laughs> that's, brave. That's scary. We have photographic evidence that that did not always go well. But that's another subject. So anyway, uh, Jochebed was courageous. Jochebed put the needs of her son first. And thirdly, Jochebed trusted God to take care of Moses. I mean, if she's putting him in this basket, you know she was praying the whole time, Lord, uh, protect this baby. Yeah, protect him. And it still went on. Here's a little more of the story. Well, this must be one of the Hebrew children, the princess said. And then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I, go out, should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Yes, do. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. And then the princess said, take this baby and nurse him for me. I'll pay you for your help. So the woman took the baby back home and nursed him. And later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. And the princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. I mean, that's what Moses means, to be drawn out. But if you think about this here, um, Jochebed really trusted the Lord to take care of Moses. She had to surrender him twice, once in the basket. And then she took him home, maybe for the commentaries that I read, said could have been for two years, three years, maybe even five years. She raised the boy in her own home and then had to surrender him to Pharaoh's daughter um, to be raised by another woman. Wow. Well, I, I tell you, I, I just think this is so brilliant. You know that God put this plan mm. in her heart. I mean, how amazing is it that she gets paid as a slave for taking nursing her own child? Her own child that should have been murdered by law. Yes. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. Only God could do that. Yeah, and that is, uh, a, that's an observation that I want to make here, is that God is, always even in, God is always in control, even when it doesn't seem like it. I mean, it doesn't seem like God's in control of anything. We find out that Moses is coming into the world, and God has selected Moses to be a great leader in the future. And so uh, he starts out being born at a time when little boys are going to be executed by law. And... Um, then you find out that, no, God had this all planned. He didn't just somehow manage to help Moses survive and sneak away. God had the whole thing engineered in such a way that not only was Moses' life spared, he was raised in the palace and received the best education possible. Moses was the one who would later write the first five books of the Bible, and he learned how to write so well because he went to Pharaoh's own school. I mean, the best schools in all of Egypt, the best teachers in Egypt, were the ones who taught him. And God, in his amazing, wonderful providence, figured out a way to make Pharaoh pay for the whole thing. I mean, this is Romans 8, 28. It says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And Debbie, that's good news, isn't it? It is good news. I mean, I, you can trust God with your children. Mm. You can trust that his plan... He's working even when you think you're in control. He's working all the time behind the scenes. And he loves your kids more than you love your kids. So you don't have to be afraid. I mean, Jacobet could send Moses away twice and know that God was watching over Moses, that God had his hand on his future, and it was okay for her to let go of him. 
Yeah, and there's different times in our lives, and as a mom, you've had to let go of our kids too. We've let go of them all the time. I, I remember specifically dropping one off in college, right. and the first one, and coming home, just crying all the way home for hours. I mean, it was just so heart-wrenching. And you know what? He was he was fine. I at some point you have to say, you know what? I'm I'm raising these children to be independent, and I want. I want God's best for them. So why do I think that I'm in charge of that? Why do I think that I have to protect them from everything? God is working in my son's life. And that's why there's a life application in this point for all of us. This isn't just for moms or just for dads. It's for anyone. We need to trust God more. We need to trust God more. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 reads this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He'll show you which path to take. I mean, if God is working behind the scenes and can engineer something as amazing as Moses' upbringing inside of Pharaoh's palace, I mean, Moses was the one who would later help the people escape slavery under Pharaoh. I mean, this is astounding how it all turns out. And God engineered the whole thing. Well, if God can do those sort of things, well, he can take care of our kids. Sure. And that's, that's the whole point, that we not only trust in the Lord, but we also have to make sure that our kids learn to trust in the Lord too. Yes. And that's our next point, is that Jochebed passed on her faith to her children. I mean, we learn in uh, the book of Numbers that we see a little bit more of uh, Moses' genealogy there, that his dad's name was Amram, and we know that he had a sister named Miriam and a brother named Aaron, but they all grew up in the faith, and they all learned uh, to trust in the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And so uh, it's very important in their lives that they learn the faith early, and Jochebed taught them. In fact, those few years that she had Moses with her, she passed on her faith to him. And we know that because in Hebrews 11, it tells us it was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child. There's that. A beautiful child. Yeah, there's the pretty baby part again. And they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. And then look at this. And it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. And so Moses chose to be identified with the Hebrew people, to be a person who called on the name of the Lord. Well, Pharaoh's daughter didn't teach him that, although she was legally his mom. His real mom, his birth mom, Jochebed, Jochebed taught him that. Yes. I, I think it's important to remember that um, our, we teach our children spiritual things in our home. I mean, this mm. was a culture that, um, like today, you hear people say, well, why would you want to raise a child? It's too scary to have a child right now. It's, it's anti-Christian everywhere you go. Well, I mean, these people were slaves, and the Pharaoh was going to kill the babies. And it's not exactly an environment conducive to great family fun, you know, times and raising your children in Sunday school. I mean, it's just not the way it was, but what an impact um, I mean, she passed her faith on in that culture the same way we can do that now. And, you know, even if you don't have, if you're not a mother, you can have a spiritual impact on nieces and nephews and, and neighbors, um, children that you're 
involved with, you mm -hmm. can impact them spiritually. And it's important that you're intentional about that. Yeah. In fact, why don't you read Proverbs 22, 6 there? Yes. Train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. Yeah. And so it's pretty obvious that when Moses came of age and he decided what he was going to do with his life, he decided he wanted to be identified with God's people, not remain in the palace with Pharaoh and as a prince. This is important. And it shows that he had received some very important instruction from Jochebed. She was a woman who was brave. She was a woman who was sacrificial. She was a woman who trusted Moses to the Lord and she passed on her faith. And that brings us to the last, uh, to an important life application for you and me. And that's this, that we need to pass on our faith to our kids and our grandchildren. And again, this goes for all of us. And even if you're not married yet or you have, haven't even thought about having kids yet, well, if you ever hope to have kids one day, listen to these words. Or if you're a grandparent, um, how important this is. We will not hide these truths from our children. This is from Psalm 78. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His power and His mighty wonders. For He issued His laws to Jacob and He gave His instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to, to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them, even the next generation not yet born. And then they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. And Psalm 78 says this is a job for each one of us. And I know for you and me, it's something we prayed about with our kids, and we were glad to tell them about the Lord. Yeah, um, that's that's one of the biggest callings that we have as parents is to pass on our faith. But um, you do that in a lot of different ways and you need to be intentional. You pray for them and you share the stories with them and you share your own faith with them. Yeah, and so even if you're growing up in a place like ancient Egypt where they worshiped a whole pantheon of gods, or you grew up in our culture today, you can well, teach truth. Yeah, we still need to teach our kids truth because God has given them to us and he knows when they're being born, just like he knew when Moses was being born. Hmm. Now, a final observation I'll give you is this. Number five uh, is this, that even though many of us have never heard of Jochebed, she helped shape history. Hmm. Uh, and that's significant. Because sometimes, especially on Mother's Day, Deb, I mean, it's true. Sometimes as a mom, you feel completely invisible or unappreciated. Completely. Um, you know, especially in the culture we live in right now, uh, it's all about having a career. Uh, I never had a career. I had jobs, but I've never had a career. My career was raising children and, um, you know, I've worked hard at it, but um, the I love Jochebed because without her, Moses is not the man that we read about in scripture. And so I, if you apply that to yourself, we can shape history through our kids long after we're gone by pouring our faith and loving our children, um, praying for them, uh, you can change the world. Yep. And that's why in 1 Corinthians 1, Paul reminds the early Christians who lived in Corinth, he said, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those things who think are, who, shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who think they are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and He used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. I mean, it's a wonderful truth to know that God chose Jochebed to be Moses' mom. 
And if you feel like, well, I don't know that I've done anything important, I've, I've done my best raising my kids, then you've done something exceedingly important. Well, and you know, the things of the world that people would think are important are power and money. Well, Moses was in Pharaoh's home, mm. but he chose to identify with the Hebrew people and the God of the universe, not the um, not Pharaoh. And not all the riches of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's one last, last life application. And this one is important for all of us as well because it's good to celebrate and honor our moms. Uh, they're the ones who've helped shape us. I mean, it's great that we found out about Jochebed because she helped shape Moses, well, it's, and we should celebrate her, but it's important to celebrate our moms because they help shape us. In fact, in Proverbs 31, verse 28, it says, Her children stand and bless her, and her husband praises her. He says, Debbie, there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. That's the John Schmidt amplified version, okay? But I think you could, you know, if we actually took that verse, though, and you put the name of your mom in there and put that in an email and say, Hey, Mom, I've adapted this. I think that would be a great tribute and a great way to celebrate her on Mother's Day. I mean, I don't think you can go out to eat at many places yet today, but you can go get some takeout and you can send her an email. And, uh, and I think she'd you appreciate could call it. Just, her. Oh, yeah, you could call. <laughs> and so, Debbie, but it's true that, uh, and you celebrate your mom too. I have a wonderful mother, and she, uh, I mean, you learn from your mom. And um, they sacrifice. Yeah, she helped shape you, though. Oh, definitely. Um, through all the sacrifices and all the the teaching verbally and just by mm -hmm. her actions, and I appreciate her a great deal. And so this, it's important to tell your moms you love them and you appreciate them. Yeah. So it's Mother's Day, and when we look at somebody as uh, amazing as Moses' mom, it's important for us to remember that. Um, God wants us all to be people who put others first, who want us to, He wants us all to be people who trust Him more. And it's good and right that we celebrate the people who've helped us get us to this point, uh, get to this point. And so, uh, Debbie, would you have a word of prayer for us today? I'd be happy to. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for Jochebed and the example that she is to me and to so many. And I'll uh, Lord, I just pray for all the moms out there. I pray that you would um, bless them, give them strength, give them courage. Uh, Lord, we need courage to raise children and to teach them about you. And uh, Lord, we don't have to be perfect, but we do have to be um, committed to you and on our knees. Uh, Lord, we want to shape history. We want to change the world. And so, Father, help us to uh, follow you and to translate that into the teachings um, that we give to our children and our grandchildren and all the little people around us, Lord. Help us to love them and influence them toward you. We um, are grateful for our moms, and we thank you uh, for blessing us uh, through our parents. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen.